Hello everyone and welcome back to Commander Kitchen. Here at the kitchen we discuss flavorful deck builds from the Archive Arcanum, decks built with the topic in mind. This episode we're looking at the recipe for a deck dedicated to the creator of worlds, J.R.R. Tolkien. To hear more on that topic, make sure you tune into the documentary podcast for the deck, whereas here we're going to dive into how the deck works. As usual, we'll be looking at the flavor and the five ingredients of the deck. Goals, ramp, interaction, draw selection, and the lands. The actual deck list can be found in the show notes, whereas the episode will focus on the key cards so that you can find cards to make the recipe your own. Now, let's talk flavor. The commander for this deck is Jahira, Friend of the Forest, paired with the background, Inspiring Leader. Jahira is a legendary 2-3 green human elf druid that gives all of your tokens the ability to tap for green mana. Being that the support for tokens in green and white is massive, that gives us the ability to advance our board state very quickly. Pair that with our legendary background that gives all of our token creatures plus two plus two, and now we have a way to take out our foes with a mighty token army. The idea behind this commander representing Tolkien is in its mirroring of how prolific he truly was when it came to creating stories, worlds, people, songs, poems, and even languages. As for how the deck works, the line of play is pretty straightforward. I guess kinda how most lines are. All you want to do is get tokens out early, get them out mid-game, and for the end game, you guessed it, get those tokens out. With your plethora of tokens ready to march into battle, make sure you have your commander and background out, then show your opponents what they get when they mess with Middle-earth. Without further ado, let's get to the griddle. Alright everyone, look alive, starting with the goals of the deck please. All jokes aside, we do actually want to make sure we have a continuous flow of tokens during the game. Cheap spells netting us one or two tokens will definitely help in the first few turns. With spells like Recruit the Worthy, Raise the Alarm, or Prosperous Innkeeper, casting these before we have Jahira out means that when she does join the fray, we have a nice influx of mana available to us. What to do with that mana? Keep the train going with more flexible token makers like Call the Coppercoats, Sapperling Migration, or Sylvan Offering. Now, Sylvan Offering does help out an opponent as well, but it provides us an opportunity for some politicking while at the same time giving us some ramp. Even when X is 1, that means 2 mana ramped for the following turn. If all of our token creation came from low-cost spells, we would probably run out of gas pretty quickly. For the mid to late game, we want to make sure we can use all of our newfound mana to move ourselves from a rinky-dink squad of troops to a... What's the opposite of rinky-dink? Uh... A, a chonky donk legion of doom. I doubt anyone has ever said those words together and that makes me feel a little bit special. Now whether it's from repeatable effects on creatures like Ant Queen, Kadira Caller of the Small, or from the mighty Ancient Gold Dragon, or from X spells like Finale of Glory, Isgard's Call, or March of the Multitudes, the ability to continuously grow our chonky donk legion of doom will ensure that we can still take the win even after a board wipe. I guess it's good to note here too, with any deck like this, don't overcommit to the board leaving nothing in the reserves as we will definitely draw some negative attention from our opponents, requiring us to bounce back after a board wipe occurs. And on the topic of defensive plays, I've also included the always sneaky and very on flavor Arachnogenesis. Having a Chonk Legion on the board for battle is one thing, but having them pumped up and prepped for going on an adventure is a different story. To make sure our army is the biggest and best, Classic token pumpers like Beastmaster Ascension and Cathar's Crusade will definitely pull their weight. Akroma's Memorial and Champion of Lamholt will help to give us some very strong evasion, the former being great as it gives our army flying, as one does not simply walk into Mordor. 
Flavor-wise, for one of my favorite characters in The Hobbit, I've also included Halson Emerald Arcdruid, representing the Great Bayorn, to help us turn some of our little tokens into big old bears. Alright, good pace everyone, moving on to ramp now. Our commander undoubtedly provides us the bulk of our ramp in this deck, but it's always good to have additional options in case she is not available to us. While also providing tokens, Scout the Wilderness and Underseller Myconid give us some ramp even without our commander in play. Casting Harvest Season after a good-sized attack makes sure we get more lands into play, and when Jahira is out, Leyline of Abundance, Mana Reflection, and Quest for Renewal all enhance the amount of mana we can produce. And that kind of mana is no small potatoes. Great work, looking now for interaction. As mentioned earlier, our board will often become the ire of the table, so to help prevent our tokens being wiped out, having options like Unbreakable Formation, King Darien 48, and the classic Heroic Intervention are strong includes. For offensive interaction, one-sided board wipes like Zuri's Predation and Hour of Reckoning can tilt the tables in our favor, while targeted removal from Beast Within, Swords to Plowshare, and Path to Exile deal with messy, cherry-tomato-eating problems quite efficiently. A plus for Path to Exile in any token deck is that it doubles as ramp for you at the measly cost of one mana and one token creature. Alright, let's not fall behind. Next up we have draw and selection, please. For draw and selection, we need to ensure we can refill our gas tank quickly, as having the amount of mana available to us that we often will can also mean an empty hand. Draw spells like Camaraderie, Shamanic Revelation, and Collective Unconscious are very strong when we have a strong board presence. If we are building or rebuilding, then having Mentor of the Meek, Rite of Harmony, or Rumor Gatherer ready to go will be a huge asset. Another flavorful inclusion here is Staff of the Storyteller, mirroring both the mystical Gandalf and the Storyteller himself, Tolkien. Good work, everyone. Last one almost through. Land, please. Classic Selesnia land includes are important to ensure we always have the right colors of mana we need. So we've included cards like Bountiful Promenade, Sungrass Prairie, Fortified Village, and Canopy Vista. To help forward our goals, as well as provide some solid flavor, we also have Castle Ardenvale, Gavany Township, Treasure Vault, and Vitugazi the City Tree. Beyond these, more Selesnia options mixed in with some forests and plains should do the trick. When making our land base, it's good to remember that our commander only allows our tokens to provide us green mana, so make sure you're taking that into account. Now, the dish. Whether you're a fan of the books, the movies, both or neither, it's hard to deny the power of J.R.R. Tolkien's work and the lasting effect it's had on people. On a much, much lesser scale, we could say the same for this deck. But, like, seriously, much lesser. I was looking for a segue, really. That said, this deck is quite powerful and refreshingly simple to helm. Get lots of tokens out and smash opponents with your Chonk Legion. When you do dominate the table, just make sure that you win with the humble grace of the returned King Aragorn. If you start asking how it felt to have the armies of Middle-earth trample over your opponents' faces, you'll likely be met with disdainful silence. To which you'll have to reply, Alright then, you keep your secrets. Thanks everyone for tuning in to Commander Kitchen, and remember, if variety is the spice of life, then try not to stay too salty. I'll see you at the table.